Welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers, located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 61, and this episode is made possible by generous support from Argyle, offering professional services with a niche focus in QA strategy and automated web testing. You can find out more about Argyle at ARRGYLE.com. Joining me on the show today, I have Tom Santero and Reed Draper of Basho. Tom, Reed, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thank you. So if you would, just uh, give me a little bit of background on uh, on who you are and what Basho is. Basho is a company that is the commercial backers of an open source uh, distributed database called React. Uh, we started about five years ago in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, interestingly enough, we weren't, we didn't set out to be a database company. Uh, rather, we had a software as a service uh, platform type solution, sort of compete with Salesforce.com in a way. Uh, but that didn't really work out. In early 2009, we ended up open sourcing uh, a custom database that we had built to power that uh, solution. Uh, and we called it Reoc, and we've been uh, trudging along ever since, picking up momentum uh, as the alternative database market has sort of exploded uh, in that time. And now we're over 100 employees strong. We've got five offices worldwide and a very diverse uh, distributed team. And we continue to put a lot of effort behind both React and some extension, uh, commercial extensions uh, verticals on top of React, if you will. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I'm Reed Draper. Uh, I'm an engineer at Basho. Been here about uh, 14 months been working on uh, React itself and then uh, React CS, uh, which is a product we launched in March, which is our uh, uh, cloud storage product. It's sort of like a S3 for your own data center and been working with uh, our engineering team, which is pretty much all distributed. As Tom mentioned earlier, we're uh, actually a relatively big company by now with uh, uh, most of us distributed, but uh, our engineering team is pretty much completely distributed. Uh, and that's actually worked out really well. So, yeah, I've been enjoying that. So I, I, I've already forgotten if either either of you said it, but you've got uh, over 100 employees now, right? Correct. And they're, they're like you said, pretty pretty much all distributed. Is, is that correct? Yeah, so the way it is, uh, we've got five offices worldwide. Our headquarters is in Cambridge, Massachusetts. We also have a San Francisco, a Herndon office, as well as uh, London and Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe about 75%, maybe even 80% is all engineering focused here at Basho. And one of the early uh, hiring tenants, if you will, uh, at Basho was to basically hire where the talent is, meaning we're not going to expect somebody to relocate just because we want them to join our team. Uh, and we want the uh, best people, best uh, engineers possible to be a part of Basho and make our products better. So early on, we began uh, hiring and uh, allowing people to work remotely if they wanted. If they lived in the proximity of one of our offices, they could come in if they like. Uh, and it really works out uh, well for basically every personality type. How did you look for developers and, and what were you looking for? Uh, we have a pretty big uh, uh, community. Uh, as Tom mentioned earlier, React is an open source project. So quite a few of our hires have, have sort of been inbound 
people who have been in the community were helping on the mailing list or, you know, were contributing to React itself or one of the, the client libraries. That's actually how I found myself here. I was uh, helping out on the, on the Python library. So that's been really nice for us because, you know, we sort of have an idea of how someone's going to contribute ahead of time. So I'd, I'd say that's probably our main source of hiring. But we do uh, some more traditional hiring as well. Okay. Yeah. So to add to that, you know, we've got the typical, you know, careers page on the website, uh, but we also uh, engage the community in more than just electronic means. Uh, we run meetup groups all over the world, uh, which are really successful in pretty much growing the community, uh, both from an adoption point of view, uh, as well as just meeting with interesting and intelligent uh, engineers uh, that are working with our products or just interested in learning more. Uh, in addition to meetups, we also, uh, a lot of Basho's engineers and employees are basically on the conference circuit. Uh, and we'll go around the world and speak about technology that interests us and what we're working on. And you just happen to meet a lot of people in that capacity. You had, had set down a, a tenet early on of taking talent where you could find it. Did you, as a result of that, also have any kind of did you did you talk about you know what your strategy would be to make that work to you know to to grow a team that's so widely distributed without you know losing touch with each other or did that kind of just develop organically yeah so some of that uh, happened before i started i started about 14 months ago and by that time we were already going pretty strong as uh, a distributed team you know if i can sort of speculate a bit i think i think it probably happened a bit organically at first i don't think it was necessarily something that we had in mind from day one of uh, of the company. We uh, sort of made our first uh, distributed hire, which uh, worked out really well. And after that, started making more. And uh, pretty soon, uh, people who, uh, who had originally lived in Cambridge, where the company started, you know, moved back to, to where they were from or, you know, had family uh, changes and they moved. So it sort of uh, happened over time. But uh, uh, we spent quite a bit of time, you know, talking about how we can improve our communication and stuff like that. So it's certainly a topic that uh, that comes up pretty often to see what we can do to uh, better us working as a distributed team. But at this point, it's you know it's a it's just a known that we are going to be a distributed team you know uh, for the rest of Basho, and I think it uh, works out really well for us. Now, what does the what does the organization look like? Are you, do you have people split up into small teams or what? So engineering is is sort of in self-made teams. A while ago, we started sort of roughly following the Valve model, which if you're not familiar with is uh, a while ago, uh, Valve, which is a, a video game company, uh, released their internal company handbook, which sort of talks about how they work as a team. And uh, one of the sort of main edicts of it is that your main goal as an employee is to do what you think is best for the company. So we started... Uh, uh, trying to adopt that about six months ago or so, which has made things a little bit more self-directed. And it's actually been great because it's meant that uh, some of the engineers that are in uh, more management positions have had a little bit more time to actually code and stuff. And they're some of the best programmers we have. So that's actually been uh, kind of a nice result of that is that there's less bottlenecks of, you know, uh, someone having to tell you what to work on, et cetera. So we sort of tend to find ourselves in teams of uh, one to four, uh, four or five, sort of depending on the project. A few of us will actually be working on a couple things at once. That's something that we sort of try not to impose on people, but let you know, let them decide how they want to work. If 
if you're someone that you know likes to only work on one project at a, at a time, or if you're someone that likes to sort of cycle back and forth between a few things, that's mm-hmm. uh, we sort of like to let people do what they're most comfortable with. Gotcha. Talk to me a little bit about what the interaction is like on the the team single team basis. What how closely are people working together? We work pretty closely together. I mean, it we sort of go in waves. You know, when uh, when some code is under uh, review, we'll work a lot closer together than you know maybe the first couple of weeks when someone's just you know doing a straw man implementation of something. Or sometimes two people will work on uh, something from the beginning to you know sort of flesh out the design and stuff. And for all that, we use a bunch of different uh, communication uh, mediums. We use uh, HipChat, which is a, a hosted IM solution, which is nice because uh, everyone in the company can use it. It's They've got mobile clients and, and everything, so it's easy for us to make little uh, group chat rooms and stuff, and it makes it easy for you know different parts of the company to talk together so that you know engineering and sales are not completely segregated, um, which is something we really try hard to you know, make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all of our code-related thing happens directly on GitHub. We use GitHub pull requests for code review. We've got a bunch of private uh, repositories that we use to sort of sketch out design ideas and stuff like that. And then uh, Yammer, Twitter, IRC. We sort of like to use a bunch of different things and sort of see what sticks for different things. And I think mm-hmm. we've found nice little... Uh, use cases for each of the tools we've used. So um, I'm interested in, in, in digging into that a little bit more because that is, you know, that's a lot of tools. Uh, it seems like it could, there's a potential for communications fragmentation. Have you found that at all? I'd say that um, working at Basho using all of these different tools for communication, I've got a better understanding of what's going on in all of the different departments within this company than I would would we be all working under the same roof. And really, it's because you just instinctively know, uh, just from practice, which uh, which tool to use to communicate with one of your team members, uh, depending on you know what you're trying to ask or what you're trying to find out. For mm-hmm. instance, if you see somebody that's online on HipChat and you just have a quick question but you want a low latency turnaround, that's going to be much better than email or you know picking up a telephone or something like that. Whereas uh, we have Yammer for you know, much more general things, postings about articles or, uh, you know, uh, congratulating somebody for hard work done uh, for the week or whatever the case may be. And then just a variety of uh, other things as well. One thing that I don't think Reed mentioned is we also use a, a push to talk service, uh, Mumble, which is like Roger Wilco used by a lot of gamers. Uh, and we'll have our engineering standups uh, three times a week using that where you know, everybody gets on and, uh, you know, just go around the go around the team and talk mm-hmm. about any issues that are going on. And that's really effective so that we all basically get some uh, voice time all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Yammer. Where does that fit in al- along with, like, HipChat and IRC? Well, a higher latency turnaround, obviously, on your messages. You're never going to post something on Yammer where, you know, it's critical to what you're doing. Uh, it's more like, you know, ways that we could show each other things that we find interesting, both in the ecosystem and the community in which we're working, or just talk about events that are coming up in certain cities, and uh, like I said, post articles or research papers, 
uh, things that we find in- interesting. It's just one more tool that we use to sort of maintain a very distinct culture, I think, mm-hmm. that we have here at Basho. Yeah, I think uh, one of the cool things about Yammer, too, is we have some subtopics, like uh, there's a coffee subtopic, and a few of us are are kind of coffee nerds, so you know we'll post articles or talk about that, which is cool because it means that you know I'm I'm interacting with someone who's you know in Colorado who I I may not talk to every day about something that we're both passionate about that's not work related at all, but sort of helps you know thrive our culture, which uh, turned out to be really nice. Mm-hmm. Now I've talked to a few teams lately that are doing remote pair programming. Do you have any of that going on? Uh, we don't do sort of uh, traditional pair programming, you know, like mm-hmm. a you know team ups with a shared editor uh, or anything. We'll do quite a bit of uh, uh, paired uh, review. So our uh, our code review processes are uh, through GitHub uh, pull requests, and we try to do a really good job of you know putting uh, notes for the pull requests and everything, so that the reviewer has a lot of context, has some ideas. Um, you know, what sort of testing uh, they're going to do and everything. And oftentimes what will happen is uh, for a bit of higher bandwidth conversation, we'll jump in either Mumble or Skype uh, to talk uh, through the review. It'll either be uh, two people who are reviewing something or, uh, say, the engineer that wrote the code and the engineer that's reviewing it. But, yeah, to be honest, we haven't really explored too much, you know, uh, pair development. Uh, we do a lot more pair design work, though. Mm-hmm. When you say d- design, are you talking about design of code or like visual design? Uh, design of code in this case. Um, I can't speak too much about uh, the visual design stuff. Um, I imagine I imagine quite a, uh, a bit of that is also you know teamwork working together on stuff. But uh, uh, either sort of architecture stuff, uh, we'll talk a lot uh, on Mumble or email on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for you know code things too, a lot of us are sort of uh, programming language nerds, so we'll. You know, explore new, you know, new ideas that we can do in Erlang that we learn from another language or something like that. Okay. And then a couple times a year, we all uh, we all meet in uh, in person. So, you know, we'll uh, for the most part, we actually don't really do much coding. Then it's only like whiteboard uh, stuff and you know, just talking through problems we've been having and stuff. Right. Now you said you you have stand ups three times a week. Yeah, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Is that on a uh, just a team by team basis, or or is, is, are there larger company like meetups online? Well, that would be uh, just for the engineering team specifically on Mondays and Wednesdays, and then the other engineering related teams on Fridays will also join that call. So, uh, you know, we we have uh, React, which is an open source product, but uh, we have a commercial extension, uh, React Enterprise. Uh, which has some additional features as well as uh, 24-hour support. Uh, so we've got client services engineers mm-hmm. uh, who work to support our customers, and then we have a professional services team that will go on-site with some of our customers to help architect and build custom solutions around React. Uh, and uh, those two teams will also join on the engineering mobile uh, on the on the engineering stand-up on Fridays. And okay. that's basically you know when the worldview of everything else that's happening in a company uh, usually is disclosed as well to the team. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, uh, we didn't mention as well. We also have a a biweekly uh, whole company call, which is run by our CEO, and that's sort of a you know get everyone uh, together, talk about uh, things. Uh, one of the things I really like about Basho is that we're uh, really transparent about business things, which is nice. And then one of those calls is sort of just a a question and answer one where 
uh, you can ask you know anything you want. So uh, that's really nice as well. Okay. Have you run into any particular challenges as you've scaled up this distributed team? That's a pretty interesting question. Um, so we've actually grown our team quite significantly in 2012, uh, not at the rate that Git, GitHub has, uh, but <laughs> uh, pretty much just uh, right behind them. Uh, I'd say, we, Reed, what do you think? We were probably about like 50 or so people in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think, so since I've started, I think we've just over tripled in size. Um, hmm. So, yeah, 50 at the beginning of uh, 2012 sounds about right. Yeah. So, I mean, we've certainly experienced uh, our fair share of growing pains simply by uh, having so many new employees come on board and, you know, just the entire acclimation process as well as uh, figuring out who's going to work on what. And uh, I think now we've got it down pretty well. Uh, we've also sort of slowed down on our hiring a little bit. Uh, we're just we're not adding 10 new people each week. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we've we've got new policies in place for onboarding new engineers or new hires in other departments as well that I think are are that organically developed over the course of this year and on and during this scale out. But as far as you know, a new guy coming in and deleting the entire code base off GitHub, uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that we've uh, sort of learned uh, from onboarding is since uh, all of engineering is distributed, a lot of our you know, onboarding is uh, through wiki pages and Skype calls and stuff. So we actually have like a uh, an awesome set of, of wiki pages on GitHub that we have for, you know, a new engineer's uh, first couple weeks. And as people get onboarded, they can help, you know, change that. If, if they were having trouble getting the integration tests uh, running in their first week, they can make some, uh, some edits to, you know, improve it uh, for the next person. And I think that's something that is sort of just obvious, for us, but in a company where everyone's in the same room, your onboarding is not necessarily written down at all. So right. uh, you don't learn as much from the last time you did it, uh, you know, which is nice because we sort of just automatically have this one central place where all onboarding stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other thing we've learned, you know, just in general is that uh, hiring is, is really one of the most important things for us. It's not worth it to hire you know, someone who's not amazing. So we spend uh, quite a bit of resources making sure that someone's a good fit and it's worked out really well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I'd even go so far as to say that there's probably a certain type of personality that's best suited for working remotely. Uh, it's certainly not for everyone. Uh, I know plenty of my friends think I'm crazy for working out of my apartment and they wonder how I could have such a close relationship with so many of uh, my fellow teammates here at Basho, uh, but I do. And really, it, a certain caliber person is probably going to be naturally drawn to a job where they're going to be working remotely. And I think that that type of person would be required to be uh, very much self-motivated and a self-starter and really looking forward to uh, digging into things on their own and only asking uh, for help from somebody when they actually run into a blocking situation. So mm-hmm. I think it, it works out pretty well. Like Reed said, uh, you know, if in reading uh, the wiki page, you find something that just doesn't seem right. You make your contribution and the next person that's reading it after you uh, is better off because you are a part of the company. Mm-hmm. 
Are there any ways in which uh, the two of you really enjoy the the flexibility of working distributed? I mean, Tom, you mentioned working working from your apartment, but I mean, I mean, is, is that just is that something that that feels better for you? Oh, absolutely. So Basho is an incredible company as far as flexibility of uh, your personal time as well as your company time. If you're working for Basho, you're pretty much uh, got a lot of work to do. Uh, we are very ambitious. 2013, 2014 uh, are probably going to be really big years for us. Uh, we've got our uh, got a lot of irons in the fire. But if something comes up in your personal life, you've got a dentist appointment or, you know, your cat needs braces or whatever the case may be, it's totally cool to take an afternoon and do what you need to do. Similarly, you know, I could just roll out of bed, uh, put on a pot of coffee and uh, start getting uh, to work at 6 a.m. if I feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could work all day. Uh, and it's really pretty much up to the honor system to know if uh, you're actually putting in uh, an honest day's worth of work or not. Uh, I don't think we have anyone here at Basho that really abuses the system, but... On a similar note, uh, we don't really have a uh, structured vacation at Basho, so it's mm-hmm. pretty much unlimited. When you want time off and if it's appropriate to take time off at that time, you go ahead and take as much time as you want, whether it be a couple of, uh, a day, you know, here or there or, you know, a fixed two week vacation to Aruba, you know, Basho is just incredibly accommodating in that sense. Or, you know, Reed, you recently moved as well, right? Uh, yeah, I just moved down the street, but uh, yeah, I was out for a few days and, you know, just uh, mentioned it on chat, like, hey, I'm going to be offline for a few days. And that was that. I didn't have to, you know, worry about you know, scheduling anything, which was mm-hmm. nice. Actually, my uh, uh, so my last job, I didn't work uh, remotely or uh, with a team that had as much sort of flexibility. And, uh, you know, at, at first it sort of seemed uh, too good to be true when I uh, first started about a month uh, after I started, I uh, I went down to Miami to see some friends, and you know they all have nine to uh, five jobs. So I uh, worked from my friend's apartment, and then you know when I got off work, I was in Miami. I was able to see my friends, and you know I didn't even have to tell anyone I was doing that. It was just like mm-hmm. you know one day I'm in Cambridge, Massachusetts, the next day I'm in Miami, and you know still putting in my hours, getting stuff done. But uh, I had the flexibility to you know be out hanging out with friends, uh, be in Miami for a weekend, and then. The next Monday, I was back up here, and you know, uh, no one had any idea, and you know, they don't care at all. So that nice. was a uh, you know a pretty nice start. <laughs> so, do either of you have any words of advice for other groups that are exploring uh, becoming a more dispersed team? Well, just to echo uh, what Reed said, probably a couple of times is hiring is crucial. Hiring the right people. Uh, so if you're looking to grow a distributed team, you know, be sure that you're making a significant investment into both that person, uh, as an employee, as a team member, as well as an individual and dedicate enough resources to make sure that they're going to be a good fit. Yeah. I think the other thing I'd recommend is, you know, uh, have an open mind about things and, you know, not to an extreme, but, you know, every once in a while, it's really good to just, you know, reevaluate the tools you're using, ask people honestly what's working and what's not. Uh, so much of, of what we've improved is, you know, uh, been us voicing something to our VP of engineering or our CEO. And, you know, the next week they'll come back and say, that was a great idea. We're doing that starting today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how much having an open mind about changing stuff makes it so much easier to improve your company. All right. Well, before I let you go, uh, where can people find the two of you and Basho online? 
so Basho, you can find uh, Basho.com. Uh, React is also on GitHub uh, under the Basho org. Uh, and I am uh, Reed Draper, R-E-I-D-D-R-A-P-E-R, on uh, GitHub, Twitter, and uh, .com. And I'm T. Santero on Twitter and GitHub and IRC as well. So T. S. A. N. T. E. R. O. All right. Thank you both for your time. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. All right. That's our show. Hope you've enjoyed it. To subscribe to the show if you haven't already or to check out more interviews with remote workers, go to wideteams.com. You can also find the show in the iTunes Music Store. The Wide Teams podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next week, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wow, 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 wow,